0: Let me just tell you a little bit about me so you know why I'm here and why would I do what I do. I lived just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my husband and I have eight children and six grandchildren. And in 1995, I was a patient in a mental hospital. So welcome to the afternoon show. So that's my story. And I hope you won't think I'm too flip about mental illness, but if you do, I would say, as I have 16 times before, that's my story, that's how I share it, and this is what brings me to you today. Welcome, friends, to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 17. Today's hug, moving on, a posthumous Mother's Day card for my mom. I am Dr. Tammy West here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. So, a posthumous Mother's Day card. I have to tell you, when I first wrote what I was going to say and actually recorded it, here's what it was going to be titled. It was going to be titled, Moving On, A Mother's Day Card for My Dead Mother. And in writing, first I thought I was going to do it as a blog. And in writing, it would be done to get your attention so you could read on. But as I heard it come out of my mouth... I was like, delete, delete, delete. I thought that just sounded too bad. So then I had to figure out, well, what do I call it? After death? So I decided to use that word posthumous. It sounds very, very intelligent, doesn't it? I actually had to click on how to make sure I pronounced it correctly. So here we are, a posthumous Mother's Day card for my mom. Oh my goodness, you would not believe the two weeks that we have had in our family, nothing bad, um, but I just feel like I need to tell you for a couple of reasons. First of all, the reason that my blog didn't post on time a couple of weeks ago, and second of all, because it's the reason that it's part of the reason it's taken me so long to get my thoughts together since Mother's Day. Um, I've been thinking about this since Mother's Day, so just in a nutshell, within a short period of time, Tim and I, as far as our, our crazy couple of weeks. Tim and I drove to Lexington, Kentucky from Tennessee um, on a, I think it was a Friday. I spoke to the Lions Club the next morning which was amazing. I've never worked with that group before and they were just so fantastic. We drove home that afternoon evening. We got the little kids so if you follow me on Facebook you might know our oldest granddaughter Riley is battling uh, Ewing sarcoma which is a an aggressive form of childhood cancer and she's doing wonderfully by the way just just wonderfully you can follow up with me on facebook um, and see what's happening with her but the littles her little siblings um, riley and nate who are eight and ten as you can imagine life has been just upside down for them so they came and spent the night with us after we got home that saturday we got up the next morning we drove 12 hours to orlando also met up with my daughter Lindsay, who works for Disney Cruise Line, we went to Disney for two days. And as you know, that is just like, get to the gates and if you've been there anyway, run, 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 run. So we did that for two days. I flew out of Orlando to New York to speak to the New York Medical Staff Services, which another amazing group. Tim drove home with the two kids. Then I spoke in New York the next morning, flew home. My daughter also flew home from Orlando and And my son flew in from San Francisco. So we're all home Thursday night. We get up at 6 a.m. on Friday. We drive nine hours to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Kansas for my son's graduate school graduation. Then we help him pack up his apartment. We get up the next day, we drive nine hours back. Then there were a couple of other things. And then we had to drive three hours to our other daughter's graduation. She graduated from nursing school. And of course, Mother's Day was in the midst of that, and I just didn't have a lot of time to process Mother's Day. So, I, but I started—I started thinking about it actually prior to Mother's Day. But I just—I couldn't narrow down my thoughts. I couldn't—I couldn't figure out well what message do I want to send. Like I knew I wanted to do a podcast about this, and I wanted it to be timely, but it just—it just didn't happen. I just couldn't get my thoughts together. So many emotions, so many things going on so I just let it sit and this week on my walks or over the weekend I've thought more about it and so here's what I've come up with if you follow me if you've heard me before I do talk a lot about my mom and you know what it's because if all the things that she went through all the things that we went through with her don't serve to help other people then it really was a tragic life so I do talk a lot about my mom I feel like It was a miracle. I learned so much from it. And so that's why I share a lot with it. But growing up with her was tough. You know, she battled this deep, deep, dark clinical depression her entire life. And as a child, I just wasn't equipped to understand that and to help her or to help myself. Children are not equipped to deal with that. As a young adult, I was maybe I could have learned, but I just wasn't mature enough. As a medium adult, I was learning. But I remember Mother's Day card shopping. Ugh. You know, I would walk through the aisles and I would read the cards. And so I pulled out a few. I just sort of made notes as I was looking at cards online and in stores. And I made note of, of four or five of the sayings, I guess, the greetings. So let me read a few to you and what I was thinking when I saw these. The first one I love having you for a mom. And I would think, do I? How about, you taught me so many things about life. And I thought, technically true, but not sure I want to celebrate those lessons. Mm, How about, happy Mother's Day to the most wonderful woman in the world. Okay, so now I'm just a big old liar. Mm, Okay, a mother's tender love. Yeah, well, define tender. And then my favorite was, today may you have all the happiness you deserve. Well, now I was just trying to be mean, right? So I would always wind up getting one that said something like, Happy Mother's Day. I hope it's special. You know, or something completely generic like that. And then I started wondering about my own children. Do they wander around in the, in the greeting card aisle looking for a card for me? And what do they think as they read it? Do they think, eh, no. Eh, eh. Do they look for something generic? I don't really know. It's been two and a half years since mom died. And it occurred to me that maybe now I might look for a different card, but she's gone now, so I created one. It's in the show notes, but I am going to pull it up. I created it on Canva, by the way. If you guys don't use Canva, you should. It's free. There's a paid version that I use too, but it's all kinds of graphics, Um, and I use it all the time. So, the card that you are seeing in the show notes is the picture, if you've seen me speak about mom, you've seen this picture before in my presentations, but the picture that's in the card is our actual family when I was small. It was mom with her like 60s bouffant. It was actually a wig. My dad, my sister with her cute little blonde hair, and me with my little bad haircut bangs. And I always I always say when I show the picture, why did they not fix my bangs? Like you can tell I obviously chopped them. We were going to Olin Mills. You had to have an appointment. Why didn't they fix my bangs? So anyway, um, here's what the card says. The front of the card says, from your daughter, Tammy, Happy Mother's Day. And let me read the six things that I put in this card. I had to pick six that I thought were sincere, that I truly meant, that came from my heart, and that came from a lot of time reflecting and praying. So here you go. Thank you, Mom, for giving me life. Without you, I would not even exist. Thank you for loving me the best that you could. Thank you for shelter and food and clothing. Thank you for instilling in me the love for the underdog and animals. Thank you for choosing life over death. And thank you that my experiences have made me who I am today. That's what my card would say. We talked in an earlier episode about forgiveness, and that is first and foremost. And forgiveness happened for me with her before she passed, probably two years maybe before she passed. But what about truly moving on? Especially it's done. It's in the past. It seems like it should be easy, right? It seems like, well, you said you forgave, so you should probably move on. But it can be sometimes even harder than trying to forgive because when you say that you forgive somebody, the sentence comes out. You, you sometimes have this feeling of release and you've let it go. But then the temptation often comes to go back and to, to blame and to ruminate and for anger to flare up. Um, but I want to go back to my kids, actually. There are two stories. And even if you don't have kids, I really want to make a point here. And I don't think you have to have kids to get this. So when Tim and I married, you know, we blended these eight kids and seven of them lived with us full time, really six. One of them moved out within just a few months, but we, we always wanted to have experiences with them, but there were so many, our first trip together, it's was actually our honeymoon and we rented a 15 passenger van and we drove, I think there were 10 of us. I don't even remember, but there were a bunch of us. We went to Disney world. And so that was great. But then going forward, we wanted to do smaller trips. So we took Jonathan, who was our skateboarder kid, we took him to a skate park in Tampa. Um, Jamie, my oldest biological, who is now just left Facebook, he works in politics. We took him to DC. And then we wound up grouping um, Melinda, Lindsay and Michael. And we took them to New York City, we went to see Phantom of the Opera. But My thought at that time, we had told Melinda and Lindsay that we were going to take a cruise with them. Okay. So fast forward a little bit. Tim would say to me, I don't know, off and on, we should take a cruise. And I would say, we can't take a cruise. We told the girls we were going to take a cruise. If we take a cruise, it's like, we're just slapping them in the face. Like we promised you a cruise. We never fulfilled it, but we're going to take a cruise without you. So we just, all these years, we didn't take a cruise. Well, for our, it was one of our anniversaries, I'm thinking it was probably five or six years ago, we decided it it really was, we wanted to take a cruise. So I went to Lindsay and I said, listen, Tim and I, it's our anniversary. It's a, it's a very affordable thing for us to do. We really want to take a cruise. Would that upset you? Because we never fulfilled on that promise. And I'll never forget the way she looked at me, just sort of curled up her nose and was like, what are you talking about? She had no recollection that we had told them we were going to take a cruise. And honestly, after she told me that, I'm like, did we really say that? She told me, she said, we went to New York. We never talked about a cruise. All those years, I was thinking that she held resentment against me. Now, second story, my oldest son, Jamie, the political guy, uh, He, we were talking one day. I was actually, I think I was telling him this story. And I said, you just never know what your kids hold on to as they grow up and he said, you mean that time you just left me and went to New York? And I said, what? And he said, yeah, you just kind of ditched me and you left me with Dad, And he left me with a friend because he was gone. And then you just, the rest of you went to New York. I couldn't believe it. It was like a stab in the heart. I said, we, we wanted to take separate trips with you. What are you talking about? So let's just kind of look at those two stories together. We do things in life. We have relationships we might be parents. Um, We're all sons and daughters in some way. Well, we are sons and daughters, but I mean, we may be raised by our parents or someone else. We have work relationships. We have church relationships. We interact with people. We have deeper relationships with some than others. We don't always know the impressions our interactions have left with those we interact with. I had no idea that I had hurt my son in that way. But on the flip side, I thought I had hurt my daughter when I really hadn't. The point being this, when we have people in our world who have hurt us, harmed us, done us wrong. And you know, I don't know what you're going through or what you have gone through. I'm sure there are many of you listening who've gone through much worse things than I have. And what I'm trying to talk about here is moving on after the point of forgiveness you got to forgive. I think we all know that. We've talked about that. Forgiveness is more for you than anything. It's what allows you to continue living your life, to have mental and emotional well-being. But then what about moving on from that? My points are many here, and I just jotted down some words that I thought I try, I have tried to embody when it comes to looking back on the past with my mom. I wrote down words like maturity, wisdom. Forgiveness, understanding, healing, moving on, lessons learned, gratitude, compassion, and grace. I hope this has intrigued you a bit. You know, I I forgave my mom years ago. I have moved on. I have shared her story. I have been honest about the years of anger and bitterness that I held on to, even even in light of the fact that that's what she did and I didn't want to follow in her footsteps. I've shared all that. But this exercise, it did more for me than I realized it would. I decided to do it just because I was thinking about this whole concept of Mother's Day cards and remembering what it was like for me. And I thought, well, this would be kind of cool to do this. But it had more of an effect on me than just a cool, it would be neat to do this. It helps solidify even more in me the importance of forgiving and moving on. So that's our time for today. I hope that you learned something about this concept of moving on after forgiveness. What I really hope that you will do is create your own card. The link to Canva is in the show notes. It is completely free. Make a card. It could be for a friend or a family member. You can be as detailed or as general and vague if you want. And I would love for you to put it in the show notes, post it on Facebook. Um, Some of you are finding me, the the podcast here through Facebook. Wouldn't it be awesome for us to see each other's cards of forgiveness and moving on? I am so excited to see your cards. So please pass on the show link to a friend or two. Be sure to leave a comment to be eligible for the monthly t-shirt drawing. And that comment goes in the show notes on the blog. And finally, remembering our mental and emotional well-being goals, I hope that you renew your thoughts daily. You adopt empowering language that prevents verbal harm to yourself and others, and that you make positive mental and emotional choices every single day of your life. And until next time, consider yourself hugged.